St. Patrick's Day, and welcome to the Game Raven Review Podcast. My name is Henry J, and I'm joined by some of our talented writers to discuss the world of indie games and to discuss this podcast as a whole. I'm very excited to talk about the future of the pod today, but we'll get to that in a second. Who do we have with us today? We have Puppet Master N, our fearless editor-in-chief. How are you? Hey, hey! I love St. Patty's Day. It's my favorite. Perfect. And Taz? I'm good. Thanks for asking. Swell. <laughs> so yeah, we're gonna. <laughs> I don't want the same enthusiasm as Puppet does. <laughs> it's because you're not Irish. That's why. <laughs> yeah, true. That's okay. That's okay. Well, uh, uh, the tip of the old Blarney Stone Tia and all that other stuff. I'm gonna be eating corned beef and cabbage tonight with my family. I'm very excited because that means Reuben sandwiches on Thursday. The king of all sandwiches. This is not a sandwich podcast. This is an indie game podcast. We're going to talk about what we are playing this week, and we are also going to talk about the future of this podcast. We had a fantastic team meeting uh, this last week, and we are going to talk about all the cool stuff that we've cooked up for the podcast and what's coming down the pipe for 2021. So stick around. us to talk about what we are playing this week whether it's indie or not we play a ton of games so let's start with puppet master n what are you playing this week you've only added one game to your rotation of little nightmares 2 omori and valheim yeah i know i was gonna say i'm gonna surprise you all and i'm gonna tell you that i'm still playing little nightmares 2 and omori and valheim yeah because i i take my time in these games apparently also, I just have a really good rotation. Also, um, I think that I hit like 70 hours in Valheim, I think. Anyway, uh, lots of time in that game. Having a great time. I just built myself a little um, farmhouse. And um, this podcast is coming out on Wednesday. But uh, tonight, Monday, I um, Taz and I are going to try to wrangle some um some boar into some cages tonight it'll be a great time also we're gonna go look for bees because i need honey because i want to make some mead so that's what i'm doing in valheim um but i did play a different game for once um this is the game i'm adding we played pummel party for our raven party um on sunday night and it was awesome it was so fun it's like um it's like mario party but for adults And what I mean by that is like there's blood and it's uh, so so one of our ravens, Sam, Sam said it. Um, He's great. And he said while we were playing it, he's like, this is visceral and I love it. And I was like, oh, my God, that's perfect. Um, Yes. So basically, Pummel Party is um, if you've ever played uh, Mario Party, it is kind of like a virtual board game where you um, roll dice and you uh, go to different slots. Like uh, you go around the board and you're trying to get these like chalices or like these, um, I don't know what they call them, like award things, um, equivalents to uh, stars that you get in Mario Party. And then like after everyone has had one turn, you play a little mini game. And I was so impressed by all of the mini games in um, in this indie game. Because, like, if you've ever played Mario Party, like, 
their mini games are super fun, but they kind of get a little repetitive after a while, a little monotonous. But in Pummel Party, it was like, it was very cool. There was a really cool variety. Each game kind of engaged a different part of your skills as a gamer. So like, for example, there was like, um, there was like one that was kind of like a racing game where you're like riding on this broomstick, like you're playing Quidditch or something. And you're like racing along and you have to avoid like tombstones and things like that. And then like another another mini game was like you're a snowball and you have to like push other people off of this like um, this ice thing in the middle of the water. Um, and then like another one, you had a bunch of bombs and you have to like blow up other people. And it was just like so fun. Uh, I we just had a great old time. And it's really cool because this um, Pummel Party was uh, just just made by only two people um in australia and i need to pull up their name i will in just a moment but um please hold do do i should have done this before sorry Uh, okay rebuilt games and um it's their first game so it's their debut game and it came out um back in 2018 but it is still such a great one. It's amazing. I highly recommend if you're looking for a multiplayer game to play with your friends from all over. Um, yeah, it was great. Has did you play that too? I did. No, yeah, for sure. I if only if anything, I prefer it to than like Mario Party. Uh, like like Puppet Master said, mini games. It, it, I Mario Party is all about the mini games to me, and the mini games you can have. They have like 200 mini games, but in a single like board game you play like five more than once and it's it's extremely repetitive whereas like we didn't play us we didn't have any double mini games at all during our like straight up two hour sesh of one game so it was nice and refreshing i think very cool i'll have to check that game out i do enjoy a mario party-esque time there's also blood oh that's even better i that's you've sold <laughs> yeah. me so sold. much blood in that game <laughs> oh my gosh Oh man, good times. Uh, Taz, you're playing Valheim. Still playing Valheim. Um, last night I knocked out a couple hours. Oh yeah, so uh, so Pubmaster, you have knocked out 83 hours. Oh Uh-oh. my god. Yeah, I've Let only knocked go. out 51 hours. But everyone has their different game styles. You know, Pubmaster spends her time 83 hours building a single house. Um, I'm at 52. Oh, okay. Um. <laughs> I have more than one house, all right? So I have, <laughs> I have a boat house, and I have a guest house, and I also have my main um, seaside chateau, and I also have my farmhouse. So not just one, you're the, multiple. You're the builder of any group. <laughs> Definitely. And I have learned so much. I tell you, for anybody who's listening, if you would like to pay me to come into your server and build you a gorgeous home, oh my I God. am here. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Puppet Master N, (laughs) and you can find me, (laughs) DM me on Twitter or Instagram or Facebook. Um, My DMs are open to those who might want to pay me to build inside of their servers. That's all. (laughs) Anyway, I'm actually playing the game. Um, (laughs) uh, Last night, I knocked out. uh, I have full iron gear. I have an iron pickaxe, an iron... uh, 
wood cutting axe. Um, and I'm just going to town, you know, on my second, like, you know, second, second real estate area, um, knocked out second boss, super hard, super, actually, no, super, it was super easy sauce. It just took a long time. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it's, it's going great. Valheim is going great. I'm going to play it again at some point. Oh yeah. With Puppet Master on, on her stream tonight. So what do yeah. you say? Wrangle up some more. Some yeah. Pain. We're going to wrangle some more. Yes. Also, um, I don't know if you guys have gotten to this point, but I'm like at day 165, I think. And um, the forest is moving happens like all the time now. Yeah. Like I was just playing today and I probably played about four or five in-game days today. And the forest moved three times. Oh, wow. And yeah, it's I mean, it's super easy at this point because all of my armor is like as much as I can go like advanced. And um, wow, words are so hard today, you guys. Wow. Um, anyway, uh, it's much easier, but I, I don't know if it's like I don't know what other people's experience is like if the if the forest moves more often, the later in the game you are to kind of push you forward or I'm I don't know. I'm not sure. But I'm not let sure. me tell you. I just, I just knocked out day 100. I'm on day 100 now. And I've only had the forest move so far, like, twice. Wow. Yeah. I don't know if it's because I'm moving, because I'm on a different, like, island now. But I, I have no idea. I don't know what the conditions are, because there can be more troll events, um, more of the uh, gray dwarf events. And then sometimes there's, like, drake events, that drakes come down from the mountain and like blast your crap dude and wow i mean let me tell you i have so many trolls like if anybody needs like troll hide i have so much now <laughs> and i take them down like they're super easy at this point but i don't know what it is i think the game is like okay okay let's move on like quit building already and like go to a different <laughs> area <laughs> play the game I already. Don't know. yeah just play the game and i'm like no i'm building leave me alone <laughs> <laughs> I haven't played Valheim much at all this week, to be honest with you. Did you're you fall off the a, wagon? Yeah, you're going on a downhill slope on Valheim. No, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm having a good time with it, but there is a game now that has taken over my life completely. And it is called Loop Hero. Oh my god. I've been waiting for a game like this. I didn't even know I needed this game in my life. Let me tell you my story of how I found Loop Hero. So... Two days ago, which would be Sunday night, uh, I came home from my parents' house, and I was like looking on Steam. I was like, "What's what's new on Steam? What's happening?" And there was a game that was new and trending at the top of the list, and it was called Loop Hero. And I was like, "What is this?" And I clicked on it, and it's like it's a roguelike. And immediately, all all the red flags and barriers went up, and I was like, "Nope, I don't want this." But why is it so popular? So I kept reading, and the mechanics of this game are crazy. So what you do is you have a hero who goes on a little track that is randomly generated in the game. And the hero goes along this track in a loop, right? Loop hero. You go around on, in a loop and you fight at first slimes. And the slimes will either give you cards or it'll give you uh, armor and weapons. And with the cards, you build around this loop and every time you put something down, it's either like something that helps you, like a meadow will give you some experience or some hit points back, some health is what I'm trying to say. 
like there's things like that or then there's things that you can put on the loop on the track itself which is like uh maybe a scary forest or maybe it's a uh like a crypt and the more you build the more enemies come up every time you go around the loop and make a lap basically the enemies get harder and harder and harder and harder and then uh at the end of all these loops once you've built the basically the map the game that you're playing all the way up there's a boss fight that happens so the trick is the key to this game is how far can you get around the loop before you feel like you're getting your ass kicked enough because if you die you lose 60 percent of your stuff how or i think 70 actually if you die uh, how long can you go around the loop, get all of this resources and all these items and cool stuff, bring them back to your camp to build your camp up to make you stronger, and then go back out onto the loop. And that is the whole gameplay mechanic. It sounds really weird, and I know that I've talked a lot, and I'm sorry. Watch it in action. Uh, I've played it on my on my Twitch stream, twitch.tv slash superhenry64. It's, I'm addicted to it. I've already played, I think, eight hours, and I've had the game for about 48 hours. I played seven seven hours, so um, yeah, I, it's phenomenal. I'm going to be writing a review, a review for it for Game Raven, and it, it has just passed 500,000 downloads on Steam, and it's been out since March 4th. Wow. Oh. I, I have to say, I love the art in this. It is beautiful. Really? It, yeah, it looks like a game, it looks like a PC game from like 1989. It looks fantastic. It's like a love letter to these games that I never got to play because I never had a computer a computer growing up. I had a, I got a PC very late, like 1998 or something like that. So all of these games that I've seen, I've never got to interact with or experience. And yeah, aesthetically, it looks like that era. I play with all the lights off in the dark. The soundtrack's amazing. Uh, it's fantastic. It is developed by uh, a team called Four Quarters. There's four of them. They live in Russia. <laughs> And it is, cool. uh, who's it published? It's published by Devolver Digital, and you would know them from such uh, games as Fall Guys, the Series Sam uh, series. They also published Gris, bunch of stuff. So, yeah, yeah. Four, four guys in, in, uh, in Russia made uh, by far one of my favorite games of the year. It's like Valheim and Loop here are just outstanding. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's a good year so far, I have to say. Yeah. Yeah, 2021's hitting. Uh, another game that I've played, uh, I hate board games, and I, I, I'm i sorry. Oh, no! <laughs> the other day, I just like, jumped into, like, I hate board games, but they're not they're not my cup of tea. Uh, when people bring them out at a party, I get upset, because then I'm going to have to listen to people explain rules to me that I can't, I can't take in all that information. My eyes glaze over, my brain turns off, I don't care about what you know what happens if i trade you wheat i don't care but uh i i i bought my partner because i'm a good person uh i i bought her um <laughs> the stardew valley board game and it took us about four hours to play uh the other day and it was fun so uh yeah that's what i've been Wait, playing this week four hours to set up and play it took us about four hours yes but like we beat set it up and learn and all that stuff yeah we kind of we kind of set it we set it up the night that we got it and yeah. it was like oh now we have to play this and it's already like you know 12 30 at night so we should oh. probably go to bed uh and, and then we played it in the in the daytime and 
set it, yeah, setting it all up took about three and a half, four hours. It's supposed oh, to take wow. 40 minutes. So if you're fluent oh. in the game, it takes about 40 minutes. Oh, but, is it like a co op game or is it like competitive? Like, what kind it's of a co- it? Yeah, it's a co op game. So it's, it basically has everything in the game that's in the video game, in the Stardew oh. Valley video game. So you, the point is you have to complete all the bundles and you have to complete what are called grandpa goals, which is very funny. Uh, in a whole year so you have a whole it's not two years like in the game you only have one year to complete all the stuff and all of it's kind of random and drawn by chance Uh, apparently board game enthusiasts are not too happy with the rng elements and some of the goals are too hard but it's yeah it's like you versus versus the environment and it's fun you have to interact with each other and kind of plan out your days and who's gonna water who's gonna you know, pick the crops, who's going to do that and the other thing. It's it's pretty neat. Wow. I just can't imagine doing that in, f- what did they say, like 45 minutes? Yeah. Because, like, I just, I was just curious. I'm like, oh, how much time do I have in Stardew Valley on Steam? Because I started playing on the Switch, and I have oh a little over 200 hours on the Switch. <sighs> and then on Steam, I have 131 hours. So I can't imagine playing Stardew Valley and being done with a game in 45 minutes or whatever. Like what? <laughs> it, yeah, it basically boils down all of the extracurriculars that you can do in Stardew Valley. And it makes everything just very streamlined. And like if the game had no meat to it, this is what Stardew Valley would be. Basically, it was like try and get all the goals and uh, get in and, and, you know. I guess restore the community center and then you're done. Yeah, gotcha. Oh, cool. Well, we'll have to check it out because you know we over here in our house we like our board games a lot. So I well, would be very interested to try it. One little caveat with that: good luck trying to find it, and good luck uh, trying to find it at a price that is decent. Because it, I, uh, I bought it for fifty bucks, sixty bucks. It is oh. now over $300 on eBay because they made one one oh. run of it. It's sold out immediately. I don't, I guess I just got lucky. And it's, uh, yeah, going for like triple the price. So, hey, okay, well, we'll just, Yeah, we'll just invite ourselves over and play it at your house. <laughs> How does that sound? You got to talk to Sierra. It's not my game. Oh. But yeah, once, once we get all vaxxed up, maybe we can uh, have a Stardew Valley <laughs> board night, board game night. Sounds good. I'm in. Cool. So that's uh, the long and short of it. That's what we've been playing this week. Thanks for sticking with us. I felt like we just talked forever, but you know, we're we're passionate about these things, right? So <laughs> coming up next is the future of the podcast. We're going to be talking about what's coming down the pipe in 2021. Stick around. Welcome to the main segment of the Game Raven Review podcast. And today we're going to discuss the future of the podcast and what to expect from the pod as we brazenly hurdle into whatever 2021 will be. I guess we're three three months in, but the way the, the world is right now, who knows what will happen tomorrow? Uh, knock on uh, particle board desk. Uh, <laughs> so, um, yeah, yeah, I called a podcast meeting a little, a little, uh, inside baseball, if you will, called a podcast meeting the other week. Cause I felt like honestly, podcast was getting a bit stale and we weren't kind of 
finding our footing as much as I wanted us to. So we all got together. We all brainstormed a bunch. And we came up with some really cool ideas and also a content calendar for the podcast so we can figure out exactly what we are going to be doing for the most part. Uh, For the rest of 2021, we have some really, really cool stuff to share with you. I'm very excited for that. And I'd love to tell you more about it, but Google Drive just signed me out. Oh, there we go. I'm signed back in. (laughs) So one of the big things that I'm excited for is we're going to start doing event coverage. So uh, there are a lot of indie and non-indie, what would you call it? Uh, Conventions, events, things like that, E3. We have PAX, East and West, Tokyo Game Show, and then a bunch of smaller indie dev conferences that are now either planning to start or are starting digitally on the internet. So we're going to be covering those. I'm very excited about that. Uh, Just kind of getting more writers, more voices into the pod, and we can kind of break down and discuss what our favorite games were from that, what's coming up, what's coming down the pipe that we're excited about. Uh, Anybody else want to jump in here? I'm (laughs) just talking. I was just, just, you know, listening to everything. But I have to say, I'm I'm so excited about all of the things that are are coming up for us here in the podcast. There are a few topics that um, I'm really passionate about. So I'm really excited to kind of uh, open up and start conversations, especially when it comes to like representation in video games and, um, you know, outside neurotypical gaming and uh, LGBTQIA plus in gaming and so on. Um, Those things I'm really passionate about. And um, I think the indie world has a lot to offer in those areas. um, And there's a lot of creativity around it. So very excited about that. Also, very excited to hear more voices on our podcast. Um, we really started the podcast, I think, as Game Raven, and Game Raven is not is not just you know the three of us that you hear uh, most weeks, but th- there's a lot of of Ravens that I'm excited for you guys to meet that you haven't gotten to meet yet. Um, and so I'm excited to hear their voices and uh, their perspectives and what they have to say and um, what they're excited about too. I know uh, quite a few of the Ravens expressed excitement about music and gaming and having some podcasts covering some music stuff um, and dialogue and story. And, you know, we have some, some Ravens who are very experienced with graphic design and graphic styles um, and a bunch of other stuff. So yeah, I, it's going to be, it's going to be a good year. I really think so. I have to remind myself that we're, um, we just started in September. I mean, we're, we're really, um, we're very young for a publication. We're very young. And this is our first real like year as Game Raven. And it's already turning up to be quite an exciting one. And having the podcast here and started and having a, a firm calendar that's all written in Comic Sans, by the way, so it's official, um, is, uh, is very exciting. Very exciting, Taz. Um, what are you? What are you most excited about? Uh, I'm excited to like have guests on that are like outside of even Ravens, but just um, whether it be indie devs solo or a team, or even like indie dev- like even indie publishers, where I feel like kind of go um, not underappreciated, but like 
not enough is said from their perspective it's which i appreciate you know like it's all it's all it's all a part of the thing but everyone's so focused on any developers it's like what about the indie publishers that are like helping assist put out these games on all your you know loving platforms and stuff so i kind of want to see like that perspective um and like i just i just i just want to see the inspiration from these guests of like why did you choose to do this why this why that it seems it seems cliche but i think it's like super important to kind of like not only for the the gamers knowledge but also like for other aspiring or already indie developers who are like hmm i'm in a slump i need some ideas some inspiration things like that they can listen to our podcast from like people who have either put out a game or in the middle of doing so and then like hearing what they have to say about it so it could like bring up more and more indie devs as we kind of go about doing this so i'm excited for the guests to be honest I have um, some developers in mind who are are um, have expressed interest in the podcast that I'm really excited for everybody to meet as well. Um, for me as a gamer, I'm so fascinated by what happens behind the curtain, you know, like what happens, uh, you know, behind everything and what makes a game a game and to kind of delve deep into that um, with different developers is is uh, yeah, I'm I'm excited about that part, too, for sure. Sorry, yeah, there's a really loud person outside on a motorcycle again. <laughs> oh, that's okay. Yeah, we. Uh, I'm. I'm really excited to see how. Yeah, how the sausage gets made and why the sausage gets made of video games. I think I've said on the podcast before, but it's like the one art form that I I don't understand at all. I don't understand coding. I've tried. I my brain just doesn't work that way. So like it's it's like witchcraft and magic to me how video games appear on my screen and i get to play them so hearing from the people who actually do this and make these these awesome games that we that we play and review and discuss how they make it is very very uh, interesting to me so i'm excited to to interview and speak with these people yeah, and um, also seeing how the podcast and our Twitch channel will do some of these things in tandem um, will be exciting as well. Um, because here at the podcast, we'll get to sit down and like have a conversation with the indie dev and have them like talk about it. And then on our Twitch channel, you can go over there and see us playing the game alongside the the dev and having them, you know, go even more in depth about uh, the mechanics of the game itself. Um, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be so fun. I'm so excited. 2021 is going to be, I mean, we're already seeing it. It's like indie games are having a moment right now. And I'm just so excited that we're in the midst of it and we get to talk about it and experience it with all of these amazing people. I'm so excited. It's a rarity, I think, to see two indie games go back to back, like how Valheim and now Loop Heroes is starting to be a million seller. Uh, it's right on the cusp of who knows. I don't even know where Valheim is. It's got to be past six million by now. But I, I feel like it's a rarity to see two indie games just kind of crawl to the top of the charts and stay there. So yeah, indie games are definitely. Hopefully, this isn't a uh, an anomaly and this is the norm to see more indie games in the top ten. People enjoying them and treating them uh, with as much. Uh, I don't know, not care, but as much respect as the as the AAA games. For sure. 
So we're here to cover that for you. I'm excited as well. I was trying to segue in the beginning of this. I was trying to segue to uh, the the content calendar that we created, but I got signed out of everything, and now I feel like a dumb dumb head. But now that I have the calendar back in front of me, I can tell you more. Uh, we are going to do four times a year on this podcast. We are go- we are going to do a preview for each season or each quarter. So at the end of this month, uh, well, I guess the beginning of April, we are going to have a spring preview. We're going to talk about what's coming out in the next three months. And then we're going to have a summer preview. Same thing, fall and winter. So I'm excited to share games that we're excited about to share them with you and you can put them on your radar and follow their Twitch channels and follow their Twitter accounts and get just as jazzed up as we are for what's coming down the pipe in 2021. I think that'll be a lot of fun. And yeah, the event coverage is too, where we, I want like all of us to be in, in on a podcast and just kind of sharing what we saw at the conventions and what we took in and hopefully you know by the time what pax west rolls around in september we can go there and we can interview people on the floor and have it be a more visceral listening experience than just us sitting in front of our computers at our desks talking in a discord which is what we're doing right now so here's hoping that we can actually attend some of these uh events later on in the year if it is safe to do so so I this is how I mean Game Raven is here because of conventions like that. I mean I get the most excited about those um in person events and um it's been interesting this year obviously and uh all of last year just to see how the you know the whole field the gaming gaming world has changed and uh how it might be affected in the future but I yeah I definitely miss those conventions. I can't wait to take all of you podcast listeners with me in my pocket as I walk the floors of PAX. Like it's, there's so much fun stuff that happens there. And honestly, those conventions are where I am reintroduced every time to my love of gaming, my fire that makes me so excited about, about games. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited about that too. I feel like I'm saying that I'm excited a lot, but it's, I I mean, every bit of it. <laughs> Yeah, I I really want to shoot for and hoping that the world is okay at this time. I really want to do uh, we have it penciled in for the 22nd of December of 2021, the Game Raven Holiday Spectacular. I want all of us to be partying and seeing each other face to face and have that be a podcast I think would be incredible. So hopefully we can all do our part and the world will open up a little bit to allow us to do that safely where we can all hang out face to face. Cause I just, uh, I want to hit Taz in the face with a pie next year or this at the end of this year. That's what I wanted to want to do. Well, I really hope, I mean, that's another part of us here at game Raven is we really care about our charity events. Um, we had a great event back in December, um, where we did a 24 hour stream and it was so fun. And it was like the first time, that a lot of us Ravens really spent a good deal of time together just gaming and, you know, raising money. And at the end, yeah, I did get to pie Taz in the face and he got to pie me in the face. And um, to actually have everybody all together uh, would be super fun. And I I know that we're going to have another charity event in the summertime and then have, uh, you know, another Christmas Eve Eve charity event, um, you know, in December. 
So I'm hoping that there's going to be a lot of pies in the face uh, this year because that means that we're raising lots of money for kids. And I that I like that. That's good stuff right there. There is a lot of stuff headed your way in 2021, not only on this podcast, but Game Raven as a whole, whether it's on our Twitch channel, whether it's going to be on our YouTube channel, which we are currently working on getting some content on there, or of course on Game Raven Review. Com. We have a ton of stuff lined up in 2021. So thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting us. We're going to have uh, yeah, more stuff for you in the future. Maybe not next week, but definitely the week after for sure. So stick with us. Hey, we're only a team of so many. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we have so, lots of hopes and dreams, though. That's for y- sure. Yes, Game Raven Review is fueled by hopes and dreams. So thanks for sticking with us for sure. And thank you so much for tuning in to the Game Raven Review podcast. I've been Henry J, and you can find me on Twitter and Twitch at SuperHenry64, the world's worst internet handle, where I stream indie games every Monday at 7 or 7.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, depending on how long it takes me to make dinner. Uh, Taz, where can people find you? Uh, everyone can find me at TazTDevil3 on virtually any platform. I do stream on Twitch every Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Saturday, each being their own theme. I am a variety streamer, so I kind of play whatever's out there. Um, but I hope to see you there. And Puppet. I'm Puppet Master N. That's Puppet Master E-N. You can find me on all of the socials. And on Twitch, I stream mostly indie horror, and that is Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And I also do multiplayer Mondays at 8 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. It's a great time. Come see us. I do want to leave you all with an Irish blessing that you all have probably heard at one point or another, but here it is. May the road rise up to meet you. May the wind be always at your back. May the sun shine warm upon your face. The rains fall soft upon your fields. And until we meet again, may God hold you in the palm of their hand. Happy St. Patrick's Day, everyone.